Welcome to the Enrich Minds Podcast, folks. I got a special guest in the house today. Soon to be celebrity chef. No, I'll stick with the entrepreneur. <laughs> Just the entrepreneur side. <laughs> you could be a celebrity entrepreneur chef slash influencer, right? I could be all of that. <laughs> you know, I just prefer to stick with the, the money side of it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The business side. So, how you doing, Anais? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm great. I'm always great. So, what type of name is Anais? It's um, is that his? Is that his family? It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Even though people will tell you that it is, it's definitely French. Got it. So you got a little French in you. I got a lot of French in me. Little Creole. Um, so that means you might be crazy. Mm-hmm. You ever cut a boyfriend? You ever no. Never, never knock a window out. No. Okay. Cool. Well, you're not Creole then. You just see something else. <laughs> no, I'm Cajun. <laughs> Raging <call> Cajun. Cajun. <laughs> 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 Raging Cajun. Raging Cajun. So, okay, off camera, we trying to figure out what to talk about. <laughs> and you mentioned something about the city girls. And Hazel E. Uh, okay, so who's Hazel E? Exactly. From Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Okay. And she, what does she do? She's a singer, a rapper? I don't know these folks. I mean, I don't really know her or city girls. I just know that they're a hot topic on social media right now. And everybody's kind of like taking sides because... I'm trying to figure out why Stevie J jumped into it. I think Jocelyn was defending Hazel E, and then Stevie J jumped in and made a comment. I thought that was I thought Stevie J was on Hip Hop Atlanta. He was okay, but they're all like one. Child. Oh, like a family. Okay, a family. No, but I, I just heard my um I heard Love and Hip Hop Miami got canceled or was on the chopping block. I forgot it even existed. Oh, that's fucked up. Not like that. I mean, I just. I forgot it even came on. It's not really something that's. No, I know. I know. Though. I just, I, I read the news every day. And so that was one of the topics this morning. But so Hazel E and jo- so Jocelyn is still around. Mm-hmm. She, she around. She got to okay. be as low key as she can, I guess, because she got that situation with CDJ that's always pending because they be like taking turns at each other. Well, I don't know nothing. But I mean, I mean, career wise, like she dropping albums. The last I heard, Jocelyn was trying to rap. Uh, she somebody was supposed to um, help her with her career. Somebody put a baby in her, right? Did she have a baby? Jocelyn, she got had a baby by Stevie J. No, I thought she just had another one. Oh uh, no. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, I got the wrong. Jocelyn. No, I got. The, I just got it twisted. That's all. I don't. I don't follow that close. So what's the deal with Hazelie, Stevie J? I don't understand it. I think Hazelie was saying, claiming that she had originally written some songs that the City Girls jocked or some. Oh, or got it. Yeah, I don't understand any of it. I think it all rounded out in the end to saying she just thought it could have been a profitable beef between the two. Oh, God. Okay. So she was saying, why couldn't we just use it like Jay-Z and all those artists use it in the past? And That's what Hazel Lee said? That's how she worded it, kind of, sort of. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's what her message was. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Get paid the beef. Right. I mean, I can't knock it. I can't, but why? I don't... I still don't understand why we're fueling our society with the, the negative. That's what I was just about to say. Like, what happened to, you know, I'm going to tell you, it was a big song. Everybody came together. And I'm old, so uh, only the old people probably going to remember this, but it was a song called We Are the World. Mm-hmm. And it had KRS one. It had everybody on this damn song. And there was no beef involved, and they all got paid. And that song still bumps today. But um, I agree. I'm against negativity. I'm, I don't like putting other people down, no matter uh, what race they are. Just the profit. Um, for any reason, but definitely just the profit. Um, but I just don't. 
Uh, I think we already have enough negativity that's um, from other circumstances, like different races, different um, religions, you know, like all these mass killings. You heard about that stuff, right? Like For sure. People get killed up in, the, in their place of prayer, stuff like that. So yeah, it's just like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, damn, um, you know, we making music. Why we just can't have fun? It's, I thought the shit was supposed to be fun. Nobody should be getting killed behind a song or at a concert. But uh, I think I think the rap music took everything way left. That's kind of like why I got out of that business. I used to be in that business some years back, and it was just like, damn. Um, if, if you want to, if you want to, like, if you uh, were a street person, mm-hmm. and you want to change your life, right. and you want want to deal with the music, uh, you're still in the street. You still got to pack heat. You still got to roll with the thugs. It's just like you still going to prison. Just like I did an episode saying, damn, you know, think about you make all this money. Like you change your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you you focus on positive things in your life and you and you you uh, make it out of the hood by rapping or by sports and you still go to prison. Right. Does that make any sense? No. It's like you, you, how do you how do you still end up with the same results as a person that lives in a legal lifestyle? Just like that, that that post they're posting on the shade room and all that now, where it's like, if you a hood nigga and you can say your son's a hood nigga, you feel it as a man. Oh yeah, yeah. You've done nothing for that next generation, but completely absolutely back like you were. I agree. I agree, hundred so, percent. You you didn't teach them um, to not make the same mistakes as you made. You know, you're yeah. you're a mom. Imagine your daughter uh, becoming a rap a rap star and doing all the ratchet shit on TV. What would you tell her? <laughs> I would have never even allowed her to be exposed to, to that degree anyway. I mean, some things you can't help because, you know, you send your kid to be babysat or perhaps even now when you're in public places and you sit down, they have that music playing sometimes. Like uh-huh. you're thinking Minaj spinning and you're like, they're playing this here, you know? So. How old is your daughter? She's 12 going on 13. Oh, so she's at the age where she's about to have some boys posters up on the wall. So does she have an Instagram? Is she on social media? She did have one for her music, and it got taken away swiftly. Why? <laughs> for what? Swiftly. It was <laughs> off of grades mainly. It had nothing to do with social engaging. It was for me. It was all grades because for it didn't exist when I was little. I had IM Instant Messenger and AOL when I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, for me that was an extra perk. Like if I got in trouble, there was no coming up the stairs to the entertainment room in the house to even touch the computer in the first place. Okay. So that's just kind of <laughs> how I know how to to reproduce my the discipline. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. So yeah. It's not. I'm not going off at anything outside of what I was raised on. It's easiest for me to stick with. Uh, to it makes sense. With, yeah. I, I agree with it. Like um, a, a friend of mine, we always talk about this type of stuff, and we were saying that uh, you, you know, we're definitely going to spank our kids, you know, because he and I, we don't have kids, but it's like, how could we get around that? You know, um, I definitely believe in talking to your child too, but um, if need be, you might have to step it up a notch sometimes because I was one of those kids that was, um, I was bad and my mom and my stepdad disciplined me and it's still, you know, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And that was, I, I, I needed the discipline that they gave me. You know, I can never say my mom went too far because, uh, after a while, she just stopped hitting me all together because she kind of, you know, was like, damn, it's ineffective, you know, and, and she, you know, I was harder and my body was harder. She would hurt her fists and stuff. But um, I couldn't imagine not disciplining my kids like we see it all the time. Right. You know, in this day and age, you see people who like, what am I going to do? I, I was watching this video. Of this little boy was in CVS. And he's just destroying stuff like uh, he was having a tantrum and he was raking stuff off of the um, off of the shelves. 
And the manager said, look, y'all, you got to go. And the lady was like, well, what, what do you what do you think I should do? What, what should I do? And he's like, you need to control your kids. She was like, if I touch him, I'm going to jail and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just imagining this boy's going to prison as soon as he's old, as soon as he's eligible. Before he even gets there. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he's knocking stuff down, like after a certain size through age, once he looks to age, uh-huh. he's getting the crime for it. You know? That's right. That's so, Yeah. And then even with disciplining your kids, for me, I feel like if you start very young, all it takes is a pat on the hand, just like a puppy. If you pat that puppy on the head and tell him no, mm-hmm. he don't like that feeling. So mm-hmm. initially he'll start to get it. And it's Fall the same with kids. Yeah. 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 So those people that get that concept of like, I want to beat my kid and go to jail. If you start early enough and just get the, the simplest of pat on the hand or a no to the face, they get it. Yeah. But you have to start young. Some people think as a baby it's okay to let them explore the world. And it's like that's how they get into trouble when they're exploring <laughs> the world yeah. without any caution signs or warning labels. You know true, what I mean? True. Yeah. So you cannot that's like letting somebody walk into a dark room. No, that's right. With no light. That's you're just, gonna trip until over you figure something. it out. Yeah. yeah. Like you're gonna trip, you're gonna fall, you might walk into some things, you may really hurt yourself, but I don't think it's worth it. You have to give people like obstacles. You have to give them signs and you have to lead them the right way. You cannot let people just figure things out. No, I, I agree. Leadership and, and guidance is very important. Um, so your daughter's 12. Right. Is she allowed to wear makeup? I mean, she's not, not allowed. She has makeup. Okay. I just think that she's so wrapped up in her naturalness, meaning mm-hmm. her hair and her own which she already has to offer that she hasn't made it to that point yet. Thank God. <laughs> but I definitely at her age was all into my mom's makeup, lip liner, lipstick. I didn't wear it to school. wasn't for me, but you didn't wear it to school. No, definitely didn't. So you just like play dress up at home. Mm, I wouldn't say dress up, but I definitely did makeup. Okay. Hair. I okay. went to makeup and hair. Got it. But you weren't into wearing it to school and being, uh, like uh, a Kardashian or something like that. Never. I was a tomboy. Okay. For sure a tomboy. Like for me, the idea of wanting to go run and play with my brothers and then wiping my face and having stuff on me was just like, oh, <laughs> this is annoying. Yeah. You know, I look crazy and I have to go wash my face. Like, <laughs> no, that so, was not me. So did you go to prom and all that stuff? I did. And honestly, it's funny. I was just talking about this with my mom and my daughter, how my niece just went to prom and I was explaining some things I noticed in comparison that I went through. Okay. But I could have cared less. And some of my friends are kind of like, you can't not go to prom. Like, come on, we got to go, we got to do this together. And in my head, I just kind of knew how my dad was and my family. So it was like, it's just not something I'm thrilled about. What, what was your dad? Like, what do you mean? My dad is very militant, very strict. He's <laughs> very old school. He's probably like two, three generations <laughs> over the average person's parents' age. Okay. In my group. Uh-huh. I mean, in my age group. So, I mean, so they kind of like got together and came and like, hey, we got somebody that's going to go to prom with you. Like, that's Your how friends? I got to prom date. Yeah. Okay. And they're kind of already told me, you go. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I mean, it was somebody I was cool with and we ended up actually dating and being together for a while. Okay. It got, so it worked out. It worked out. But not really because I spent my whole prom on the phone with my dad crying. For what? Because he was on the way as I'm walking out of his house to get in the car to go to the champagne party. He's like, so by the way, you can't go to after prom and you make it back here in two hours. So he gave you two hours to go to prom? Mm-hmm. And so so you were at the prom. So did you call your dad from prom or did he call you? I think I started off texting him and he kind of was, he started ignoring my text. So I think I called the house. What like, were you texting him for? You t- So wait, you're at prom with, with your friends <laughs> and with this guy you think is kind of cool and you 
you walk off to go text your dad? Yep. What did you What did you want him to know? Because in my mind, I was still thinking if maybe if we can come to some sort of compromise, that I won't have to disobey <laughs> him because I'm going to do what I've seen. I'm twelve kids. So All at right. this point, I've seen so many. You're of my one brothers. of twelve kids. Yeah. Okay. Boys, four girls. I've seen so many of my brothers go to prom, and some of them even through trials and tribulations, being like, I've had a brother who had horrible grades, was getting all kind of gang-related trouble right before okay. prom, and still happily was given a car to disappear for the weekend. Okay. So then, when it came my turn, one teacher was giving me like a low C to a D, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Nah, I said you can't do the rest of the weekend." So there was a bias at the house. Completely. How did that make you feel? I didn't have a, a chance to feel about it because he was such a strict dad growing up that when my mom finally stood up for herself and decided to walk away, it kind of tore the house mm, in pieces. Okay. So that was so much drama that anything anybody else was going through in growing up had to take a back seat. Okay. Like that, wow. that divorce turned into like, we're honestly lucky nobody physically got hurt throughout that divorce. Let's just put it that way. Really? It was turbulent in the house. Yeah. Okay, so you text your dad that, hey, can I get an extra hour and a half? Or what, what? So It was like, can I at least just go to the after prom <laughs> and, you know, get him say hi to everybody and then leave? And he's just like, no. Okay. No, no. I can tell you what it is. No, that's kind of just how his stance was. So then when did the crying start? Um, geez, I want to say it didn't start until after prom. And it was because... On the way home? No. Oh, so you weren't going home. So you just said, okay, I'm going to buck the rules. I don't remember even the ride home because we went back to where my <laughs> friend's house was because she had the champagne party. I think it was like four or five of us. We did a champagne party together. Okay. And it was all at our friend's house. So we left from there and went to prom. We ended up back at her house and get ready for after prom together. And then we all rode to after prom together. Okay. <clears throat> when we got back to her house, my brothers pulled up in my dad's truck like, yeah, daddy sent us to get you. Let's go. Oh, to your friend's house. Oh wow! And I just kind of looked at them like, for real. Y'all how many? Know? How many of your brothers? I think it was two of them. Okay. It may have been three. Like somebody <laughs> could have been still in the truck, but for sure, two of them got out and came to the door. Okay. And then my friend's mom was like, "So what do you do? You want to leave?" And I was just like, "Just tell them I already left and went after mom." That's what you told your brothers. Mm-hmm. So they were down with that. They were going to protect you. No, they was. They didn't know I was in the house. I oh, told oh, my oh, got mom it, got to it. tell them that I had already left. And went to got it. Got it. Got it. And so they they left and whatever they told my dad they told them and somewhere towards the very end of the weekend I had to beg him to come pick me up. But by the time I got home, he had thrown away half of the stuff I left in my room. Oh what? Cheerleading uniform was gone. Letterman jacket was gone. Um, posters I had a I was one of those teens who posted my wall. So one wall was filled with like Shrine of Aaliyah stuff. Another wall full of Derek <laughs> Fisher. You know, like all of that was gone. <laughs> You, wait, you had a crush on Derek Fisher? I did. You might be <laughs> you, <laughs> you might be one of the rare I've never heard any female <laughs> say, oh my God, Derek Fisher ever. <laughs> he, he had a moment in his career. He was shocking. I, I did, okay. He okay. was balling and then he was kind of like the most normal out of all of them because all the rest of them was cocky. I hated Cody. Okay. Nobody crushed on Shaq. Like, come on. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> Big Shaq couldn't get no love. <laughs> no hoops over here. Mm. No. So he gutted the room. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Um, it was really just kind of eerie. And then he waited till the morning after graduation and was like, "So get what you can and get out." Really? Mm-hmm. And I so 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 that night it broke it broke you guys' relationship, or was it already broken prior to that? I feel like 
I couldn't answer that for you because my dad has never been the type of person to give you so much of a relationship uh-huh. that you can delegate okay. how you correct your mistakes with him. Okay. It's not, you can never just say, he's mad at me because I did this one thing. He's not like that. He's not communicative. Not at all. Okay. What's so, like? I can honestly say I, I know that much about my dad growing up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like that. Um, you know, people just aren't that vocal and don't express themselves or, you know, I had a conversation with my sister last night and she was saying, I was talking about trying to understand people. Right. And she was like, I get it. But then she was like telling me that I don't, uh, I guess I don't understand when she don't want to talk about something. And I, and I, she was like, well, if I'm not saying nothing and I'm not doing this. And I said, well, I, I didn't want to, re- I didn't want to say that's exactly what I'm trying to talk about is trying to understand somebody. But I'm just like, this was the very point that I'm trying to make is if we don't, if we don't talk, how can I understand you? And I think that's like a big problem with relationships uh, like you and your father is like due to the, his lack of communication. You don't know what the fuck is going on. And so how can y'all get the best out of each other's uh, uh, participation in each other's life? Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of existing. I think people in this world that we live in now in our society where our world has gotten to this technology versus human we've lost grasp on the fact that in the beginning it was just us. Mm-hmm. It was just us. So while you're so busy trying to make it to that nine to five to make somebody else money and you're discarding everything else at home because that matters most, what happens if the whole world has to shut down one day? Yeah, It's a possibility it can happen. We all talk like all these things are impossible. Human nature has to, I mean, um, mother nature has control. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it doesn't have to be the whole world, but like situations like um, Hurricane Katrina and, you know, these cities get flooded. out. I'm from Florida, so uh, we have a lot of hurricanes. Right. And the power goes out first. So it's, it goes primitive. Like there's no lights anywhere. So the entire city is dark. There's no gas. Um, there's no air conditioning. So you go back in time, you know, during those short time periods for us. Well, we lived in Puerto Rico one time and our power was out for three months. And it was, you know, it was bad. Like, you know, there's no AC, there's no nothing. The power was out for three months. And so you have to revert to the basics. And you, you're right. I agree with you 100%. I think people lost touch on, like, you're, you're a chef. Mm-hmm. You're in the food industry. And this is something I laugh about. And I say, you know, this is a spoiled country's problem where people talk about, I don't eat this and I don't eat that. And this, and, and I'm just like, listen, you're only, you, you know, just you live in a country of an, an amazing amount of abundance, but people will cherish the shit that you say you don't eat. You know, people, um, there's, you know, all countless videos of Africans, you know, chopping the leg off of a, off of a lion kill. Like they sneak up on the lions. The lions are eating a hippo or rhinoceros or something, and they chopped a piece of the meat off and made it back to their camp. It's like we're so spoiled. Mm-hmm. We don't appreciate what we have anymore. You, you know, there's no appreciation in America like that. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with um, you know, modern technology where it's it's wiped us, it's wiping out our camaraderie. Like we feel like um we don't need to be talking to people no more. Like people like to text a lot. And it's especially like in the dating process. And I'm like, well, damn, um, what if I stutter? <laughs> you know, what if I have a speech impediment? That's critical to a relationship because it might be a turnoff. <laughs> you know, if a chick comes to me, and she's stuttering. I might not date her. Even if the voice is just, I mean, it's so many <laughs> things because even what you just said with technology giving us that advancement to 
FaceTime. When you FaceTime somebody, you're like, why are you FaceTime me? Because I don't want to fucking talk to you. Like, why? I don't understand why it's offensive. I do get the, you know, make sure I'm not busy if I'm aware that you're a busy person. Or I know you got a family and you could be doing family things. I do get that sometimes. But so many people are just so like, why do you keep FaceTime me? Like my little, really? sister, yeah, my little sister used to say to me all the time. It's like, well, how else am I going to see my nephew who lives 3,000 miles away being back? Yeah. Like, you got to FaceTime sometimes now. And that we're... So lucky to have that. I mean, some people still would rather text. So are a lot of your friends like that? Are they like, um, do they disappear? Like they just want to text or something? They don't, they're not uh, really that social? Well, whenever my friends, my close friends, once my friends make it into that circle with somebody I talk to on a regular basis, mm. they have to buckle to the FaceTime thingy because I'm a FaceTime. So you FaceTime your yeah. friends too? I'm FaceTime. <laughs> I don't even care if you sit on the desk and you talk to me. Just answer the FaceTime. Take that because if I want to say, look at this real fast, I can do that. Okay. You know. So FaceTime is important. It's a little more personable. Oh, it makes sense. So I mean, we have Skype. Now that we have Skype in our pocket, nobody wants to use Skype anymore. Skype know? is dead. I forgot it exists. I've disabled it on my laptop. I'm like, Skype is dead. Skype is dead. <laughs> I mean, like, I got lucky because Skype came around right around the time that I got married. And my okay. ex-husband was stationed overseas in Kuwait and all those oh, damn. places at the time. Yeah. Right? So that was such a blessing for me. So I got to learn right away as soon as it was given to us how appreciative you should be of something like that, a video chat. So do you think your relationship with your dad made you um, like more needy? No, it made me very, very, it made it really easy for me to uh, discard people. Okay. Because I always tell people, you know, the one relationship, the two relationships that matter most to every human being is their parents, two that brought them into this world. Okay. You learn your health background, you learn your cultural background, you learn where you have uh, more security. Like, so say something happens in LA, like we had family in Louisiana. Okay. They went to Katrina. A lot of them spread over the country. Once that happened, they, some of them were able to find family and go land somewhere else because they had family to give them those resources to move on with life. Okay. So if you don't know your parents and you don't know your cultural background, sometimes that chops off all of that. And you kind of feel alone in the world if something happens. Makes sense. So, um, to not have a relationship with them, it's easy for me to go with anybody else and be like, whatever, I'm cool on them and keep it moving because I'm going to focus more energy on those two doors opening up and trying to backtrack with everybody I may have an issue with. Okay. It's just not... Like, if you if you make it easy for me, then I might engage. But outside of that, I don't think I'm going to go digging up dirt with old people and just trying to reconnect over and over and over. It just doesn't work for me. So, so um, you do you like... Uh, has it made you like need to be more communicative with somebody you're dating or um, like your, your ex-husband? Like, did you require, do you require this from a man? Like, you got to talk to me. I got to know what's going on. Very much so. Especially my ex-husband. He was overseas and out of the country a lot. So for me to go even a day or two without hearing or giving an email from him, it was kind of like, and we had a kid at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, because he lacked respecting a communication line we were going nowhere fast Got it. completely nowhere fast especially because it when the doors opened up it showed me he wasn't communicating because he was hiding a bunch of stuff okay so it went from my dad being who he was to that uh-huh. and this is me going my got married at 18 oh wow yeah, yeah so these are my beginning years of even getting to experience the world on my own okay. that's the first few things i'm gonna have to deal with is kind of just like all right prepare yourself for the shit that's coming your way Mm-hmm. So that was your introduction. So did you did it make you kind of think like most or all men are like this? No, it made me think he was that way. I okay. would say he may have downgraded the vision of a military man in my eye, but not the average man. No. <laughs> What's wrong with the military man? 
Um, they all kind of are the same. I don't really care how nice they are, how cordial they are, how um, chivalrous they are in the beginning. At some point, you find out that there are skeletons in their closet. Whether the skeletons lie within the years you existed in their life or prior, um, for somebody to go through something and just not tell you is still bad. But isn't that everybody? It is, but that's kind of the point of engaging with at least one significant other. That's the whole point of a best friend or a significant yeah, other or yeah. a close friend or a parent. But I'm, I'm in, like more of outside the military guy. Like it's <laughs> whether it's military or not. Okay. No, their skeletons are different. <laughs> you mean somebody that's in active duty? Yeah. Okay. Their yeah. Skeletons are different because they have access to other countries at all times. A lot of times, some of them are signed up for jobs where they're here for three months, and there for three uh-huh. months, or six months, or a year, and they're just constantly going and going. Even two to three years to keep moving around every two to three years. You can have a whole family. And then picked up and moved to another country and yeah. then did it again and then picked up because some countries you can marry. Oh yeah, yeah. Other no. people, you know. Yeah, so. my my, my uh, most of my family was in the military. Like my uh, my real father, my stepfather, my brother, my uncles, you know, uh, my cousins. Like everybody went to the military except for me and my sister. And my sister, the only reason she didn't go was because uh, she couldn't pass the vision test. Oh. Her eyes, her vision was uh, really bad back then. She's gotten corrective surgery since then, but um. You know, that's what would turn me off about the military was I had to move so much. Like I went to 15 different schools. So it was like I was always the new kid. And, uh, you know, you fall in love with a little girl or whatever and you get snatched up away from her. And it was just constant. So I was just I wanted more of a stable life. And the military didn't offer that. And uh, and I wasn't down for um being sent somewhere I didn't want to go either. You know, I wanted to be more in control of my life. So it was a turn off for me. But I, you know, I understand like, and I've seen it a lot of like young couples mm-hmm. and, you know, the guys typically the one in the military, sometimes the woman and um, the woman. The women ha- are worse when it's the woman. What do you mean they're worse? They're worse. In what way? Um, just from what I experienced, I, I feel like a lot more things were spread further through the woman, if you get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They had the higher, and this was this was facts. Meaning, like <laughs> when I was married to that person, we lived on base, multiple bases. So okay, these are like facts. The women always just had the higher percentage of spreading STDs or um, breaking apart families. Meaning, mm-hmm. like for instance, me and my husband didn't really have a leg to stand on because it was a lot of military women sleeping with him. Yeah, but but how long did it take you to figure that out? Hmm. <clears throat> Well, the first one I found out I was eight months pregnant, and she kind of spit it to me like, well, I, knew, "I knew two years before he knew you," type of thing. That was her thing. Okay. So the whole time, and I got pregnant almost three years into our marriage. Okay. So that's five years they were messing around with each other, and three years into somebody's fresh marriage. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's yeah. some weird women. As much as women like to go and say, "Oh, that's messed up," men put us down and they don't respect us. It's like you know, in a lot of the things I've experienced in life, women don't give themselves that respect. Um, yeah, it's definitely how you approach a man too. Like, uh, I don't, uh, we'll get into that, but, <laughs> but, um, so you think there's a, you think there's a promiscuous difference than the base than off the base. Mm-hmm. I don't really see it. I see, I saw it in both ways. Like, <laughs> so I, um, I graduated high school in Pensacola. Okay. The very next week I moved in with my brother who lived in Key West. Okay. Okay, that's one end of Florida to the the literal other. Okay. And Key West is a big Navy town. And my brother lived on a base. Okay. And so I moved to this base and I was 16. 
and they were promiscuous. You know, men's wives, every, but it was, it was everybody. It was the female servicemen, the male servicemen's wife, <laughs> you know, like as soon as that boat took off, it was going down. And, um, you know, I just think it was an age thing. I think it was more of like, we're all young. We're all trying to see this world and we're all, you know, if you attracted somebody, shit, I'd hit it. And, you know, I think it was, you know, at that age range, it was predominantly that as opposed to someone in their thirties right. that knows better now. Like you've already, cause I mean, like you said, you got to bump you life is sometimes for us is like walking into the dark. Yeah. And especially for me was, I didn't have my parents, um, to guide me, you know? And so I was, you know, feeling my way around in the dark. And you do a lot of dumb shit that hopefully 10 years later you won't repeat, you know? Yeah. But I do know it was very promiscuous on the base. And it was a plus for me. I was single, though. But, you know, for the married couples I felt sorry for, you know, even yeah. even my friend at the time, like my goddaughter's father, you know, he be wanting to run behind me. I'm like, dude, his his wife was in the military. My goddaughter's mom, she just retired um, from the army. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, back then it was just we were kids and shit was wild. And I was like, look, I used to tell him, I said, look, I'm what with you got. You got a wife and a daughter. I said, man, go home, stay home. Cause I was mature for my age. I started very early. And so I'd be like, man, go home. He like, man, hell no, nah, I'm going home with you. Cause he knew, you know, I was going to go get into something. Yeah. But um, I just think I don't I don't agree with people getting married that young. I mean, hey, look, to each your own. Whatever, yeah. whatever choices you make in life, you will learn when you're supposed to learn. <laughs> you know, you cannot judge people for their mistakes, and you shouldn't. For sure, you shouldn't even really try to guide people that much. You should give them the, the more options. Like if somebody comes to you with a bad idea, then try to broaden their horizons with some more better options. But don't try to tell them that your choice is better because what if they take your choice? Exactly. And you screw themselves even right. more, and then yeah. you feel that burden. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. I don't know. I think the military people—they're not bad people. They truly are a cult, though. But they're more susceptible to to promiscuity because they're constantly on the move, and you know they don't even have time to sweat family. Other yeah. than being reprimanded for screwing over their family, if that general or whoever in commander is in control on that base is the right kind of soul, because. The commander I dealt with that ass sat there in my face and lied to me and tried to cover up my ex husband's. Um, infidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he tried to sit there and kind of make it seem as if it was my fault for moving to Montana with him. You know, but you guys were in Montana. <laughs> oh my God, Great that Falls, Montana. What was that like? Amazing. Really, it was yeah. beautiful. Definitely beautiful. I think if I could pack up my favorite people and you know my clientele and move to Montana, I would do it in a heartbeat <laughs> because the landscaping is amazing. There is racism out there, but the people out there are amazing mm-hmm. because a lot of them, they were on the border of Canada. So a lot of them are Canadian. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even the people that don't live out there, they bust in a lot of Canadians to mm-hmm. go like to the Glacier Park and stuff like that. Okay. It's, it's, I feel like you have to experience a place like Montana at least once in your life. Really? I'm going to be honest. That's one of those states, I, you know, I forget that exists. <laughs> And, and, you know, um, I was telling a buddy of mine because we started traveling internationally last year. And I'm just like, I said, dog, you know, let's go to let's go. With, here's what I want to do. Because remember yesterday I was talking or the other day I was talking about going to Yellowstone. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to fly up the Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get up there, rent a camping, a, a truck, right. a, a, a RV, I mean, drive over to Mount Rushmore because okay. I just want to experience that. I want to see it. We see that, we come back, and then we just kick it at Yellowstone until we're done and just fly back. And I miss 
having people around my in my life that mm. want to do stuff like that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I understand when to chill on a yacht or even like experience the glamorous life too, but we've come so far from just wanting to naturally experience our land. That's right. That it's so much of it that's getting forgotten is mm-hmm. even great land. Yeah. Because like I said, I would totally move to Montana in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of people with big bags mm-hmm. in our industry in our world right now have land in Montana. That's where they're going to get yeah. away from y'all. Like look at the Kardashians. They go up to Montana to the mountains to go to whatever cabins they go to. To be today. serene. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I understand it totally. But it's just me. I like, I would like to have a place there. Like I'm, I'm thinking more of Arizona. Like a friend of mine last year, she took me to her little small town in Arizona and the fucking population is like, uh, I think it was 500. And like, I can see the galaxy. Like I can see, I'll show you the pictures. I took pictures. I actually was able to get pictures of the, the fucking clusters of stars and you can even see the, the gas. Now I didn't get that, but I mean, when you look up, it's fucking crazy. And so I was, I started thinking, I was like, damn, well, for my purposes, I want to have a farm in Arizona. And, you know, raise my own food and it's not that far. I can, you know, deliver it to myself, you know, and it, it can pay for itself. Yeah. But um, I, I, I haven't been up there to that to the northwestern part of America. I haven't even seen Seattle. I haven't been anywhere. And I'm I'm already going to Australia next. You know, so it's like, damn, I want to I just want to appreciate where I'm at more because uh, I want to stop and smell the roses because. Sometimes it's city life, you live in this fast life, and I'm just, you know, all that glamour shit is just like, it's it's cool, but um, I'm just not a big party dude like that. If, if we're not riding jet skis or, or doing some uh, some fun shit, you know, pool partying, you know, shit like that, I'm just, I'm no, I don't want to stand around and hold a drink. Nah. And uh, that's just not me. The club, you know, for me, when I grew up into my adult years and got to experience turning 21, I was going out at 17, 18 already because I was married. Yeah. So me and all his military friends were going to the club together in Vegas. After doing that for so many years and then moving back to LA and finally being like, okay, I'll go to Hollywood. It was just like, this is why y'all got me out past me. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It, they want to be on the dangerous. scene. It's beyond dangerous. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times Supper Club got shot up right as we got into our car. Oh, the summer club got shot up? Yeah, in the front a few times. That's why I believe that's why those people who were doing their events there lost their contract because the people who were renting the space to them were like no more. Oh god. I believe that's what okay. Happened. Don't quote me on it. But um the, <laughs> you know, for me Just too much bullshit. It's too much, too drama. much of what it shouldn't be. Also, yeah. I could wear Jordans with a day dress and get in. Where in Vegas, if I didn't have on nine inch heels and a, almost a, a ball gown, they weren't even thinking about yeah. having me, even though I was residential, and that's how it worked. Okay. So um, the club scene out here is whack. I, I don't, I don't do that. So for me, it's all about experiencing the world now. No, it makes sense. That's 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 I agree with that hundred percent. Especially like it's like America. Like I drove from here to New York, from Los Angeles to New York, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful. Like Utah is so beautiful, and I just and it was so desolate. I just stopped in the middle of the freeway and jumped out and took a piss and was dancing in the street. Like it was, it's crazy. But it, it, you know, I just imagine how many people that don't even know America is this beautiful. They don't even understand this country. You know what I'm saying? When they hear you say you drove from one state to another, let alone across the country, they're like. You can do that, and it's like you, you could have done that twenty years ago. It may have been longer because not all the roads exist yeah. now, but 
Like, I drove up to Montana. I definitely didn't stop anywhere because it was winter season, so I was driving through blizzards and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah. If you, if you get, you're going to get a chance to see the beauty like It was that. still gorgeous. Even with it the white snow? out, it's uh-huh. like, I'm talking about there was a point where everything was white. I didn't yeah. know if I was on the road, on the grass, going off the cliff. It was all white. You weren't scared? Still, I was beyond terrified, <laughs> but at the end of the day, if I died in that moment, I, I experienced bliss. Okay. Because it's terrifying that as that was, it was still bliss. It was pure white. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? You could see and it's not touched. No. Yeah. yeah it's everything's got the powder coat on it. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that. It's it's um I'm one of those type of people too where I just stop and smell the roses just to appreciate where I'm at because I grew up um turbulent and um. My mom left me like when I was 15. She just stopped coming home. I guess she was just trying to get me to, to leave. Mm-hmm. And then she just came back and put me out, you know. But um uh I I deserved it. So I'm not gonna sit up here and say I'm a victim. I don't I don't ever want to paint myself as no victim because mm-hmm. I was um doing romance shit at eleven years old, you know. So my mom put I put my mom through a lot of shit. <clears throat> but um um I was gone, you know, I started a whole lot of shit early, but um <laughs> But I learned, you know, through all those experiences, it slowed me down in my older years. You know, by the time I was 26 or something, I was I was already well, I was a business owner at 19. But uh, I had a construction company when I was like 26. Right. But, um, you know, I was just tired. I wasn't chasing girls. Anymore. I had to did all that shit. So it just, um, you know, I learned a lot. But now I'm in a, in a phase where it's like. In, in order to, to be happy, like I found my zen mm-hmm. It's like. I keep my life simple. Right. And I don't care about a lot of shit that other people care about. Food, clothes, and shelter. I don't really care what type of food it is. It doesn't have to be this or my life is done. You know, um, only thing I care about is stockpiling money for my retirement. I, I, what I care about is not having to work no more. Right. I can work when I please instead of have, having to get up and go to work. And I think a lot of people are just so caught up in trying to be accepted and trying to uh trying to keep up with everybody else that that's why this society so this this generation is so depressed because everybody's just like I need this I need it but you really don't need it no. just like you said you could have drove across the country 20 years ago it's just you might have had to take some windy roads but I mean it's possible and I just think we put all this pressure on ourselves that causes the depression and once you in and, and the anxiety and once you realize that the shit that you're Focused on it doesn't matter. It's bam. That's when you kind of hit your zen. And and that's it's, when the light comes on. Yeah, and it's like, man, I'm happy. You know, yeah. it could life could be worse because I was, you know, I was sleeping. Me and my mom both was homeless uh, multiple times. Yeah. When we're both sleeping in the car, and everybody <clears throat> who's um who's depressed with their life, their life was better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I used to look at people and be like, damn, I know y'all are going to a warm house. And yeah. I know she's going to go talk on the phone and go open the refrigerator at night. And me and my mom are stuck in this fucking 1978 280Z. And this and at this time, I was in high school. Wow. So I got to wear the same clothes to school every day and get clowned on and shit. You know, so it was, um, you know, and I, and I never was depressed. And I'm not saying people should not be. Yeah. But I'm just saying once you see what's important and you realize how um fortunate you are, all that kind of shit goes away. But that, you know, okay, so I was just telling a fellow chef friend of mine the other day because he's kind of going through some troubles at home and he's separating from his wife or maybe, maybe not, whatever. And he kind of was, he went to this week where he was raining down on her as he would come in. And it was like, oh my gosh, this, she that, and this and that. And I just kind of asked him like, 
you know, when you get home from work, what, what is your, your typical routine before things went bad? Like, how did you how did you entertain the idea of being somebody's cousin when you got home from work? Then he couldn't really give me like an answer. And then I said, OK, well, you're not you don't want to be your wife anymore. Right. So what is it that you're looking for in this new chapter that you're opening up in your life? What is it that you want? What do you mean? Are you looking to date somebody? If you are, what kind of relationship are you open to? You know, blah, blah. I'm asking all these questions. And he's just like, he is quiet. And I said, well, if you don't know, it's okay. Just say, I don't know. He's like, well, I don't know. I said, but see, this is what you're not realizing is everything you're complaining about, you created yourself because you didn't give yourself enough time to find out who you were and what you desire in life truly before you started to meddle in somebody else's life. Everybody in our world is so caught up on, like you said, fixating on things that are being like, prompted to them like this is where you should be and this is what you should want and this is what you should desire and these are goals and these are blah 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 so they get focused on those things and they start losing track of what growing up what you thought of you wanted because if you weren't rich and you grow up in a normal life there's normal things you're going to desire as you grow up then you hit some point in life where you're exposed to the rest of the world and everybody else's riches right at some point you lose that focus and that person within who you were loses themselves. And instead of circling back around and trying to figure out who that person was, people just get stuck. What do you think causes that? I don't know. I think if we knew we would be in a different world. I really think our world would be a lot different. Nobody cares to fix themselves. Everybody wants to focus on somebody else. Like, I hate to be around friends that constantly pour down, oh, that, that person really doesn't have that. Well, that person really doesn't go there and that person really doesn't live there and that person isn't really making a kind of money and it's like you can ask that person well how do you know eight times out of ten they're gonna say well i'm just assuming because well don't say it yeah you're assuming you it's don't also know spreading negative stuff like there's nothing positive that comes out of that <clears throat> i had i think it was my last episode or episode before last i think i believe it was it's uh <laughs> i said why prince charming doesn't want your ass <laughs> right and you know, I can understand, and I, I specifically tied it like that. So, so, you know, people that might be curious might want to see if I'm being negative or not. But I was basically saying what you just said, you know, like uh, uh, from a man's perspective, a woman is looking for this knight in shining armor, but they never think about what the knight in shining armor wants. And a lot of times they need to heal and they need to get over whatever problems that they have before they jump into somebody else's relationship with the exact same thing that I was talking about on that episode. And I'm glad you said it because some people, because, you know, I don't really have that many. It's hard for me to get people on this. So people are like, oh, you need a woman's perspective. And this. I'm like, well, come on. But, but people are like, oh, I don't want to be on the camera. I don't want, you know, there's always a reason that people don't want to give their, their uh, side of the story. But I, I'm open minded. And I think that that's what it's going to take. For any relationship to um to work, not just romantic. Yeah. But any it's it's like if I don't if if I go into a conversation with you with a one track mind, how can I ever find that find out that I was wrong? But a lot of people don't want to find that out. They just a lot of people don't want to change. They just want what they're doing to work, even though it, what they're doing doesn't make sense. And I I I was that person. Yep. I did it. I, I know. And so yep, yep, yep. in order for me also to find happiness, I had to be 100 percent honest with myself. And I was devastated. You know, once I saw who I really was, that shit was crushing. <laughs> I was right. I was devastated. But I I accepted the. I didn't try to say soften it and say, oh, well, I'm not as bad as Ana East. I'm not as bad as this person. I'm not. I am fucked up. Yeah. And I need to fix myself. Yep. And once I was able to accept that. 
I was able to heal properly instead of, um, you know, some people try to distract themselves. Yeah. And I think, I think that's with what <clears throat> they distract themselves with things like people become unhappy. And then in finding out that they're unhappy, they think, well, if I buy myself a bunch of bags and buy a nice car and all these shoes and stuff, then I can, I can appear to be happier and it'll fix things. And it doesn't fix things because while you're doing that, you're still sitting around judging everybody else's life based off of what you're desiring for yourself. Um, I'll go in a little more detail and get a little bit more about what I'm okay with. For instance, growing in Vegas, I became very accepting of both ends of the come up life, meaning escorts, uh-huh. um, prostitutes, the quick lips. Yeah, the quick, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> the Cardi B shit. You heard about the Cardi B? I heard about Cardi drugging B. men and stripping their pockets. But I mean, come yeah. on, everybody in that life, that's common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it, you know what it is? It's people's way of getting off their ass and making it happen. I'm yeah, rather yeah. somebody do that than somebody go lay up under the five freeway and collect my tax money. That's right. Yeah. To just keep doing it. Yeah. To, to take a hit once a week or twice a week. You mm-hmm. losing their fucking mind. I'd rather somebody go out there and hustle. I don't care how you're hustling. Now, stealing and thieving, that's not hustling. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? That's not hustling. Yeah. That's doing something wrong to get by. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. So, like, I have female friends I can sit around and I hear them put down other girls. And, oh, somebody's paying for that for her. Oh, somebody's doing this for her. Somebody's doing that for her. And it's like, but check this out. What you got? Yeah. What you got? That's right. You know, not only that, I want you to know as an employee, you still ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. Just because you got a check coming in, that, I'm not even going to say the white man that writes your check. Whoever yeah. is at the top of that business that signs your check determines whether or not you're coming in tomorrow yeah. or next week, whether or not you're going to keep surviving. So you still don't have anything. That's right. If you own a business, then you got it. Mm-hmm. So as an employee working for an employer, whether you're independently contracted or employed, you really shouldn't think that you have a high pedestal to stand on above somebody who's hustling because you're <clears> it <throat> from somebody who's taking care of them. That's still an employment to them. But do you think that's what contributes to someone losing themselves? <clears throat> um, it can. Like that, you have to have so much self control. I've seen so many of those escorts. I won't. I won't bash. Anybody. Well, no, I, I wasn't speaking about the escorting, but okay. I was talking about um, people being comfortable with the job and thinking that they're better than somebody yes. and then that gets taken away yeah. and they realize that they weren't as um as as uh stable as they thought they were. Yes. Yeah. Or value. Mm-hmm. Even value. Because there's a lot of people who will be employee of the month back after month after month after month and they lose their job and it's like Damn. Exactly. And it's and they don't have the resources as say an escort because once you got a kid, you know, I can understand even though I don't have them, it doesn't mean I don't understand the urgency that it that a person a parent has yes. because this kid has to have things and yes. you're responsible for it and that's just the way it is Period. and so <clears throat> a lot of women out of desperation will get involved in the escort yes and i know a lot of you know so but you know sometimes if my uncle and i was just talking about this today is like we're talking about the dancers mm-hmm. and instead of stockpiling the money they will blow a bag and th- this is where, you know, I think uh, what you were talking about earlier is the lack of guidance uh, comes in. That is like somebody that doesn't have that guidance. Right. They're not saying, well, what happens if you don't, you know, if you start getting older and you start picking up some weight <laughs> and the money ain't coming. To, they're not making it rain on you no more. Nope. You know, because every a hustle should be something that you're using short lived to get you to the next the next week. Now, that doesn't mean once that next thing is going, you can't hustle up something else on the side to create something else. But a hustle is not forever mode. You know what I mean? A hustle like, is that's a short everybody's time lost that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's okay. I, I, was, I was once lost like that where, you know, the 
Um, we weren't hustling. We were hustling for the money. We weren't hustling for the money to do something else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. That's that's the whole point of hustling. I need to hustle up something real quick so I can put something in a business. <clears throat> but I think people, it's a lack of goal. So some people's goal is to just get money. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And so if somebody has a goal of, I want to start a trucking company. Right. And then they say, well, I can get the money for this trucking company by doing this. Right. That's what, that's the problem. <laughs> because you got a, a young person typically in poverty mm-hmm. and they just want money for some shoes and clothes. Yep. They want money so they can go and get a car they can't really afford, but they can get like this, the, the quick money for it real fast. And then in the long term, that car is like they're, they're parking in secret spots. So it's not yeah. towed or somebody else's name. Yeah. Yeah. They live in a, a shadow life and that shit is not designed for long term. Yeah. And you know what? To know so many people that have been going through stuff like that at some point in my life, I had to realize, so what? Yeah, that's their story. That's what taught them. That's what got them somewhere in the future. That's just what their life is. I don't care enough to sit there and try to articulate somebody else's life detail for detail. That at some point I'm really just tearing them down. Yeah, exactly. Especially when there's when there's no um, constructive criticism for them to get better. I I agree with that. Yeah, I don't live in no mansion behind no gate with no butler or nothing like that. So I'm not gonna sit here and try to make it seem as if just because I'm putting fuel into my day, I'm better than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, but even I know, you know, I know some very rich people, and they don't even act like that. You know what I'm saying? They're still down to earth, and you know, they're cool. But so when you're escorting, yeah, what kind of impact does that have on your psyche when it comes to men? What does that mean? Like, how do those women like? How do you view a man? How does an escort view a man? Yeah. Um, escorts that I knew were very, very private. They don't give you enough because they didn't want somebody to take their come up. But to get to know them personally, <laughs> they were great people. Um, I think I only got to know one or two of the escorts that I knew was um, John's, as you uh-huh. put it. <laughs> Tricks, yeah. Yeah. And, Suck um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, these men were married. Okay. They came from oil money. Okay. And it was kind of like, so they were gave, yeah, they gave them monthly allowances just so that when I came in town, I had somebody to take the dinner with me or I had somebody, they, they treated them like people. Okay. It wasn't like, I'm just trying to get this off because I haven't gotten me and I'm in town. It wasn't like they, looked no, like no, they no, had no. a yeah. real relationship. Exactly. You know? The only thing I wasn't okay with was, you have a family and your wife. You yeah. And some kids. And that's just kind of where it was just like, uh. So why do you think they did that? Why do you think the men did that? Well, even though a man has a wife and he has kids, why do you think he's in need of an escort? Because, again, he's not being honest with himself about what it is he's desiring in life. I know a lot of those men back then were, because um, this is a little over 10 years now for me, so mm-hmm. back then a lot of those men were, um, they didn't have the things that we have now to let them know it's okay to say this isn't working and I need to restart. And but it's some, a lot of times, especially when you come from oil money, it's costly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Too. So they weren't, they weren't seen. I don't know. When you have a wife and a kid. Yeah, you can't just walk away and say, this didn't work, sorry, because you got to get half of your empire. That's right. So, yeah. And continue to keep paying. Yeah. So, so I mean, and that's everybody. Like, even um, when I, re- I remember as a kid, I see the man come home and he just, like Al Bundy, like married with children. He's miserable, but he can't leave Peggy. But you can leave. And you know, unfortunately, so, so but it, it is what it is because if, that's, if that's what makes you happy, that's then true. it should be worth your happiness. That's true. No, it's, it's just not fair for people, men and women, because they both do it. It's not fair for people to think that it's okay to stick around and make somebody else hurt 
because they're not happy and they want to be sneaky and cut corners. But what if they think they're not hurting you because you don't know what, what you don't know won't hurt them? The only thing they're thinking about is their money. I've, I've known so many men and women that got into that situation and they're just like, all their thought was money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to heal a lot faster. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I understand. But, you know, some people are saying, well, I'm going to wait till the kids get out of school and this shit, you know, because they don't want to get hit with the child support. Yeah. They don't mind the alimony, but the alimony and the but child guess support. guess what? Once they hit 18, that child support turns into college financing, which is a whole lot more money. So you're going to keep paying them whether the kid's 18 or not. Yeah, no, they, they get that. But but here's the thing. If, if, say if... if, if uh, a man and his wife want a divorce and they have three kids. He loves his kids. He wants to be a part of their life. Right. He's no longer going to be a part of their life. Why not? If they divorce, the wife is going to go somewhere and typically typically gets bitter and then, oh, you can't see the kids and then the shit just becomes a big mess when he can just stay in the house, see his kids every night. You know, I can't speak on behalf of the crazy woman that are like, well, you can't see your kids, but I can speak from a point of view where, for me, I hated my ex-husband once it came to that point and he wanted to live across the country and take my kid across the country versus living close to me and, you know, being able to pick her up and we both can see her 100% of the time. Me, I personally didn't feel it was fair that as a parent, I had to sacrifice time of being a parent mm-hmm. due to somebody not being able to commit. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand. and it was nothing past that. So it was a compromise in just live somewhere close. Like mm-hmm. even if I have to drive four hours or you have to drive four hours, that's still a lot different from my six hour flight. Yeah, no doubt. And you it's, it's I mean? cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Six hour flight is expensive. Right. And he also wanted me to pay for that when the divorce, he thought I should pay for their flights back and forth. And it was just like, but you're not making no sense as a grown man. You have control of where you live. Yeah. And don't try to convince me that you did it because. In all the years that I've been old enough to understand how the military works, I've not known a single person be able to live down the street from their parents mm-hmm. for two terms. No doubt. Never. Yeah. Even to get a term near your home in the first place. That's lottery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you clearly have ties. And I know he does because, like I said, I sat in front of a general commander who lied to me to save his ass. Okay. So you got tied. Yeah. You could have gotten wherever. That's how he got stationed up the street from his parents' house. Exactly. Yeah. So why not get stationed next to your kids? I don't understand that. You know what I mean? And that's that's where I started to lack in giving for him because you're making it harder for me. Makes sense. You have more resources, you have more income, you more have a you have more ability, you have more will, let's just be realistic. Yeah. And, and, and the military has a, they're gonna give you all these stipends and all that shit. Yeah, he's straight. He good. But maybe he just wanted you to suffer because you broke up with him, he was just being bitter. I don't know. I honestly don't know what it was, but I didn't have time to sit there and try to figure that out. I just <laughs> wanted him to try to grasp the concept of us being close enough to not Cause she always, always says that. I just wish you guys lived in the same state. That's well, that's what I'm saying. That that's why a lot of people stay, even though emotionally it's over. But because of that exact scenario, be honest. But sometimes every other person can't take it. You gotta be honest. You still gotta, you gotta figure it out. I don't care. I think I'm not a man, so yeah, it sounds like well, you're just saying that because you're a woman. But I think that I grew up with enough men to realize that. You always know what the choice, the choices you're making, you know what choices you're making. Yeah. You know? Well, it, honestly or not, you just got to be ready to deal with the consequences because sometimes even being honest will still give you a consequence as if you did something wrong. Right. And, and so a lot of people are afraid of that confrontation. Like, So they feel like, you know, a lot of people don't lie out of malice. They'll lie out of fear of um of hurting you. You know, like if, if somebody has a booger on their nose. 
it's difficult for some people to tell them that because you don't want them to feel bad. But that's why I cannot finish <laughs> in this world because when I hear things like that, I'm like, no, I like you got a booger. But in okay, okay, so say, say you say you with somebody and they stink. You stink. Yeah, but so but people have a problem. Like if I tell them this is going to hurt them, and I don't want to hurt them. Anybody that so they try to say it softly. I think you can even vouch in the short time we speak. <laughs> bottled up at Coachella that yeah. I am so different from that. So yeah, yeah. it's hard for me to try to get that because I'm not like that. No, exactly, but a lot of people are. So this is, me and my boy have a, a dis- discussion constantly and he's like, I don't understand why people are this way and I'm like, try to look at it from their perspective, right? Everybody's not confident. Okay. Everybody's not, like, you know, some people are born, we, we had this discussion yesterday, some people are born with the natural uh, athletic ability. Right. A lot of these athletes, uh, they can do a backflip standing still. They're just born like that. They didn't right. have to work up to it. Some people are born with an incredible amount of emotional strength. Okay. They're just born like that. Some people are the opposite. They're so fragile that they commit suicide over little to nothing to, pertaining to us. You know, if you compare to that, that too. Yeah. And so some people are like, if I tell this person that they stink, this could get bad. They they can go off on me because like like if you tell someone they're wrong, right, right. A lot of people get combative. They I mean, you're a Virgo, so you should know because Virgos are the worst. Like if you go, you can tell a Virgo like, "Damn, you close the door kind of hard." That person, I don't know about you, but the Virgos, I'm not. I just close the door. You don't have to say it like that. Why you say it like that? It's like, damn, dude, all I said was you close yeah, the door. Yeah, see, hard, I'm, like, I'm not sensitive like that. Me, if, if I close the door, my bad. I close the door hard. If that's how you feel, I don't have a problem. Um, catering to the way you feel because I'm right. trying to understand you. So if this hurts your feelings, I'm gonna make sure I don't do that no more. Right. B- but the problem is when it's not reciprocated. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna call you Anna if you want me to call you Anna East. I'm gonna call you Anna East. Mm-hmm. But okay, if I tell you to call me Anthony, don't call me Tone. Right. 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 <laughs> but oh, but I'm just calling you Tone. I don't mean nothing bad. You, you see what I'm saying? And so people will shy away. From the entire conversation because it, it can't stay civil. Right. You know, people, when somebody got to start, exactly. Emotions. And once the emotions come in, now logic is out the window. I grew up with boys. You know, every time I cry, oh, now you're crying. You cry, really crying. Oh my gosh, you don't talk to Aisha. She's going to start crying. Like, that's how my <laughs> brothers were when I grew up. The waterhead. Yeah. So I had to get to a point where it was just like, if I can't cry, I'm damn sure I'm about to let some older 25 year old who's just picking on me cry. Like, get out of here. So okay. that's kind of, I think we're So that's what's up you up. You got to be thick yeah. skin. Yeah. That's where I think that exterior came from. Because people think it's just like, even the guys I've dated, oh my God, in relationships, I've had so many guys be like, why are you not loving? Like, you're not loving enough. You're not touching enough. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just perfect. But then this last relationship that I've been in, he's kind of, you're a little more reserved. You really are. You're a little this, you're a little that. You give off this kind of feel. And I'm like, am I? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I can resort that back to my brothers too, because I was never taught it was okay to be in public just rubbing on your boyfriend while you're sitting at a table full of people talking, but I've seen girls do it. Okay. Well, maybe you just don't feel that, you know? Maybe you don't feel like rubbing them. Is that is that okay? It could be that. I just don't think it's appropriate, but... So do you do that in private? Private is different. We home, we in our own space. Nobody's sitting there gauging at us and perhaps getting... Oh, so you're just saying they're not PDA. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they... Um, no, I've had some boyfriends say I wasn't even... So he was cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, and I'm just, you know, I, my thing is this. Everybody's who they are, and that's it. It is what it is. And yeah, it don't mean it's right or wrong. That's who you are. Yeah. Yeah, we'll change a little bit for each other, but nobody should completely become a different person. I, I agree with that 100%. Right. And so me, I'm a truth teller. And I've gotten a lot of backlash by it, but I can sleep at night because at least you know where I stand. You know, I'm clear. I, I, I don't expect for you to guess what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to tell, I'm going to vocalize and, and, and convey this shit to you so you can understand it. Right. And then I'm accused of being harsh and all this. And maybe I'm just too harsh for that person. And I'm cool with that. But, um, a lot of times when you're considerate, they don't see that. They just see the part that hurt them. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. <laughs> oh my God. Cause I'm such a caring, loving, offering person. I'm always willing to be there for somebody in my circle. Even people I don't know. Mm. But then the moment I have a bad moment, it's like, oh my gosh, you're just so hostile. And it's just like, no, there's just no gray area <laughs> over here, okay? Yeah. Either we're good or we're bad. Yeah. I don't have time for the gray area. I really just don't. Yeah, yeah. My sister and I, we were, we were raised to, um, me and my sister are like cold people. You know, we can be warm, but we can be cold. And my sister used to get ass whippings because she was so cold. Like my mom would... My sister is so stubborn. My mom would whip her ass and she would just be like the movie. You know, when she ain't telling, you know, it's almost like a torture in the war. She getting tortured and she just going to sit up there and cry, but she would never do what my mom would say do it. And so um, sometimes I tell my sister that. I say, listen, we grew up kind of fucked up where, you know, we're tough as leather and the people that we're dealing with aren't like that. And, no. and sometimes it's hard for us to, that's why I try to take a lot of time to understand your perspective, other people's perspectives. So I can understand how to be of a better service to people. Word. You know what I'm saying? But, and that's what I was trying to explain to my sister last night was like, um, it takes time to sometimes try to get into their head and say, okay, like my friend that we, we discuss this shit all the time. He's 6'3". He's handsome. He's muscular. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. And he's talking all this shit about people need to be vigilant. He's been on this. His name's Viceroy. He's been on, on the podcast a couple of times. Okay. People need to be vigilant. Blah, blah, blah. And I say, dog. But imagine the man that every every sexual experience in his life, it had to be some sort of transaction. Like imagine, imagine you never get the person that you want. Okay. And this is people's real life. You know, you you can I'm, I'm not picking on nobody, but there are unattractive people out here on this earth. Right. You know, and so imagine life from their perspective. I always try to. So the confidence level ain't going to be the same. Right. You know, when you walk in a room, nobody notices you. And, and you know, when you go to a, a, a venue or something, you can't even get in the motherfucker. But I can say that even for somebody that some settings, I go places and people are like, you're so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. You look this, that. And then I go to some settings where it's like, I'm the ugliest girl in the room. And some, like, I've seen this girl get dressed today. Okay. And this girl and that girl, and that's who's getting numbers, and I'm not. So sometimes the the prettiest person in the room can still be the ugly duckling. True, but I'm but but I'm talking about people that can't even get in. Now now <laughs> some of them you know what I'm talking about. No, but, but I'm just saying there's some men ain't no woman looking at this motherfucker in life, and so every sexual literally every sexual trans it had to be a transaction. Right. Every sexual experience that man has. It had to be some sort of transaction. And on top of that, he never gets the girl that he wants ever in life. It's just some dudes that have that look like a goblin. You know, a lot of of my friends in Florida, I'm telling you. No, I say a lot of my exes were that guy that got the girl they dreamed of. 
No, but that so so that that ex has a, a level of confidence. Yeah. But I'm saying, imagine being the guy that never gets the girl that he he wants. You're not going to have the same confidence because the world does not respond you to you the same. What's funny about that? I can agree. And the funny thing about that is that person would be given just a little bit more confidence if the people he surrounded himself with were able to look past the demons inside of them and support him. And that's all I'm saying. We're, yeah. Like, like think about this: the handicapped person, nobody's rushing to his house to pick him up and hang out with him. Nobody, you know, and 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 so their view on life is going to be vastly different yeah. from ours. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so I think we need to be more aware of that so we can understand somebody else's perspective and why it's that way. Yeah. Because of their life experience, you know, the world does not receive them as <laughs> they might receive you. They might be like, oh, that's cool. You know, this. some people just based on the way they look, people scared of them. But see, we're never going to get there because racism is not going away for such a long time and that's kind of where it all starts because people judge people immediately off of sometimes just your name true but also your face it's a lot your name though Uh, ugly motherfucker scary looking he's not getting received uh listen i do things people let me in them hop in their house they've never met me right and i'm in their house and they're not there right right if i looked different if I just look shady, I might be the best guy on earth, but I look shady, that shit is not going to happen. Nah. You know what? And so this is just the way real life is, whether it doesn't matter what your race is. Right. You know, I, I thought about this one day. I said, how come the mechanic is never on Wheel of Fortune? How come the motherfucker that's missing two front teeth, he can't even get on the TV show? He's on the other one. What's the other one where they were missing the prices, <laughs> right? Is that what it was? They, they barely, but listen, but I'm just saying, they barely get on that motherfucker. But I'm just saying, think about this shit. If you ain't got the money to get, if your grill's fucked up, That's you can't true. even get on the TV. That is true. That is true. You might be the smartest motherfucker on Jeopardy. Yeah. But because you, you have this look, you would never get on fucking Jeopardy, and that's that's, that's all that's all I'm talking about. You can't even get in. That's that's what I'm saying. Nah. Them motherfuckers like, oh man, they laughing at you. They want. I've never even seen those type of people sitting in the crowd. That's my point. You can't even get in the studio, and yeah. so I'm just saying, life from those people's perspectives is going to be vastly different from ours. Right. You know, what I'm, and we in in order for us to be a a, a better human service to these people and understanding. Is to understand why they might think the way they do. Yeah. You know, motherfucker pick up a gun and just he get he can't take it. They snap, they commit suicide. You know, it's just all sorts of shit that people have to endure. Mm-hmm. We don't even think about. You know what I'm saying? And, and so exactly. And and that's why I just want to bring awareness to this is why some people lack a level of confidence, is because their their reception, the, the world's reception of them is is cold. Right. Even the celebrities out there. There's so many celebrities sometimes like um Katie Perry. Not Katie Perry. What's her name with the nose? With the nose. Lady Gaga. She got a nose? I, mean, I never know. She got she a got nose. A but she be doing all of she had a bleach had a nose job and she be wearing masks and stuff. So sometimes <clears> it's hard to even tell. But prior to her career, I believe she went through a lot of um depression struggles. Oh yeah. And I feel like a lot of these celebrities will engage in charities because that's what their image is supposed to look like. But not enough of them will use their platform to be honest. That's right. But I can't blame them because when they try to be vulnerable, that everybody thinks that they can tear them down. And it's just like we just live in this horrible (laughs) cycle of like hate. And it's just getting worse. And like you said, racism really isn't the only problem. No. But it's so much hate going on in our world right now that it's like, I look at it and I'm like, the only way you're getting away from it is if you move somewhere that is so isolated 
It's like even they're they coming to kill you. You know, even even listen in the in Who's the fucking kill you? I, listen in the in the nooks and crannies of Africa. Villages is getting slaughtered. Oh. What I'm, I'm just saying, no matter where you run to, yes, motherfuckers is gonna, gonna find you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, you know, a village. These people barely can get water, and somebody coming to slaughter them because they're Christians and they need to be Muslims. I don't know. I don't it's just human nature. It's you know, it's. I have a series on on um on my podcast. It's called Spiritual Warfare, and so I believe it's pertaining to that. Like you know, once you let go of all this physical stuff, uh-huh. your spirit is the last thing standing, and this is what caused you to be depressed and be happy. This, all, and so, if you don't focus on your spirit, if you're so focused on this material, you become further and further distracted from your spirit. Inner peace, exactly. And so people are, this is what I believe are leading people astray is all these distractions. Yeah. I can't have this HP. I got to have a MacBook Pro. I got to have the best of this. I can't come on this podcast with the bullshit shirt on because I got to impress the, the audience that I'm trying to get. Right. I got to show myself in a Rolls Royce or in a mansion. I got to show myself on a PJ or in the, in the Hamptons, all this shit. I don't show none of that shit. Right? right, because it's not—it's not based on none of that shit. You see my social media; you'll never see that shit on there. Never. But I'm just saying, for what? Because it's—it's—it doesn't matter. None of that I shit. Would. None that's of. All that. I want to share in the first place. That's right. And so I want people to follow me for what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want them to follow me because they say, "Oh, he must be a somebody." Right. Judge me by what I'm talking about. Like how we opened this conversation when you were like celebrity chef, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just to be successful. Like, exactly. Yeah, I want the money. <laughs> Fuck the fame. I want to go to the store. But see, and even with that, the, the the means behind the money for me is more so about getting everybody in my family, like generations of my family, together. It's not about I need to get. Big ass house in Calabasas. I'm trying to keep up with the Kardashians. It's mm-hmm. not about that. I could give yeah. a fuck less. Like, honestly, I never heard the Kardashians' name again. Not to spew hate towards them, but I will still live. No, I know that. You know I mean, I, mean? I know you. I've seen you around wealth and how you acted and shit. It's cool. It doesn't phase me one but, bit. It's not. So speaking about my soul. Speaking about <laughs> the wealth and the opening up for the generation. Yes. And the escort. Yes. And the hustle. Yes. What you think about Cardi B? Well, let me say this. What do you think about Cardi B's recent... I don't know if you caught this in the news, but Cardi B had to pull out of a concert or, or a tour because of complications from surgeries. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, this was like two days ago. Oh, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, so that's what I'm more specifically talking about. What do you think about that? What, what did I think about which part of it? Like her pulling out? like Her getting the surgeries and, and it ultimately having to pull out of the tour because of the complications from the surgeries. So how do I feel about the surgeries or her pull it on the tour? Everything. Um, I'm not a surgery person. I'm really afraid of it. So I, I, I just do feel wrong trying to judge somebody off of it though. We're not judging, but do you think she needed it? I can see her before. I mean, the teeth, she definitely needed. No, the teeth, no, this is two days ago with the surgery. You're talking about like body, bodily surgery? Yeah, she got lipo and some other shit done. Oh. I think some plastic surgery and lipo. I think she's so young that no, she definitely didn't need it. But I think she was fine as she was. She's perfect. She's fine in the beginning. So what happened? I hate myself in the mirror. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not even, a, I don't even think it's something that came up overnight. I think a lot of girls plan surgeries and people don't realize a lot of mental work goes into the surgery. You don't just say, I'm going to get my boobs done next month and it's that easy. I did. You heard what happened to that? Yeah, even her, like she got a botched. 
And she said she got the worst boob job in the world. She said it was botched. And that's why you don't rush into <laughs> Exactly why you don't rush into That's what I'm saying. A lot of mental thought has to go into you have to prep yourself. Even with the doctor giving you whatever um, consultations that he puts you through mm-hmm. prior to the surgery, you yourself still need to prepare because you can go in there and cause yourself to have a panic attack after getting induced and be gone. Mm. So you really have to prepare yourself for something. Like, even dental work. Sometimes when you get put to sleep for dental work, if you go in there and you start having anxiety attacks and they're putting you to sleep, <laughs> you have a fucking stroke. Oh yeah. So I never thought like, about that. You really that. have to mentally prepare yourself for that. So for when people get that far to actually getting surgery, that problem started a long time. Oh, for ago. sure. That preparing for it started a long time, but they didn't just wake up. But I'm just I don't understand why people like that just don't uh, well, I guess I it, lack of discipline, but yeah. Um damn, just diet and exercise. And then know? people Oh, yeah, you're asking me how I feel about it when it really should have never got past offset. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That conversation is between her and her husband. And if her husband is making her happy enough to feel like I'm done with the surgeries, then the problem starts to offset to just be real. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So no, no shade to offset because I, I love his music. I like who he is, but and we love Cardi B. Cardi, damn, you don't need the surgery. No, not at all. You just needed a few push-ups and sit-ups, and I know you're busy, but you, you didn't gotta... even need that. Her after her baby, her snap back naturally, like getting up off that bed and going home, was better than ninety percent of women in this world. Okay, let's just be real. All right, because I didn't follow the snap back, but I get it. Yeah, but I don't know if lipo was involved. Like I don't know what they do. I don't either. You're right. So yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, I didn't even know Kanye went and got some fucking lipo. And I'm like, he should have got a fucking. He should have hired you to be a chef. You gonna keep the meal prep? That's discipline, though. You know how hard it is. No, I know. I lost. A, I lost. I lost twenty something pounds. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what the discipline is. And, I, and it's people around you. It's your own self discipline and the people around you. I'm, I'm, I can't say it enough. It truly is the environment you put yourself in in life. Because if your friends around you, you can be the shittiest chef on earth, and the people around you are willing to support you and keep you going and going, you're going to eventually get better with the small critiquing versus you completely tearing them down and not supporting them. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And then none of y'all are going to get nowhere because... You and you're, sometimes your friends, are, you know, their energy will affect you. Heck yeah, yeah, because if you got friends who are capable of making moves and they're constantly just nagging, 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 it's going to make you feel depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, like, the, like your chef buddy. Easier than me. Yeah, like your chef buddy. You just keep, every day is just negative. It's like, damn, man. You know, nothing positive. You gonna make me happy? And that's you know, sometimes I have to retract myself from everybody because people just sometimes people are. I'm not saying they don't have the capability of it or they're right. a certain kind of way, but they're just not recharging my battery, and I have to recharge myself. And I'm an Aries, and we're sponges. So the environment in the room is the environment we're gonna spew. Well, I hope we charged up. Some of the fans and the viewers and the people, the new people, because out of East, you are, you got a good head on your shoulders. I try. You're a positive person. I try. I really try. And your food is better or, you, or your, your attitude is better? Which one's better than the food? I would say my food is better. It's generational. <laughs> <laughs> Generations of sudden cooking. So how can somebody get your meal prep meals? Um, You can go onto the website, um, on East dot com. Okay. So it's also on my Instagram page, Chef on Each. You can find the link there. Okay. You got a specialty? My specialty is definitely Creole, but some Italian fused. Okay. Italian fused Creole. Mm -hmm. Damn. That sounds good. It is good. It's I mean it's everything you could ever ask for. But who doesn't love Creole food and who doesn't love Italian? So what's the favorite thing you make? 
My favorite gumbo. Come on now. Okay, so you can get gumbo meal prep. I can get gumbo meal prep. Anything you eat <laughs> on Earth can be made somebody, somebody gonna eat gumbo every day. Of the week. Every day. Of the week. You can eat it with cauliflower rice. You can eat it with um the faux chicken okay. and all that stuff. You can make it any so many ways. It can still be healthy. Are you expensive? Are you charging celebrity prices, Calabasas prices? No, I don't charge. I, I charge prices for the everyday average human who goes to the gym and wants to genuinely lose weight and change their diet. So Kanye West. Kanye West could have afforded me before he was Kanye. West. <laughs> <laughs> he could have afforded me when his grill was wired shut, and I would have made. <laughs> we could have smoothed it up. Like. Well, I thank you for stopping by and helping me enrich some people's mind. Thanks for. And I hope you come back on more often. You're more than welcome. Don't fun. say that. I'm going to start dirty in the mat. Like. You come on. I need a co-host. <laughs> hey, so y'all like, comment, and share this video. And if you want her to be a permanent co-host, help me talk her into being the permanent co-host. Until then, <laughs> peace to the next episode.